everyone, I'm Madeline Park, a stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. So this is Style Stories, a collection of conversations with creative people who have a strong sense of style. I sit on my couch with old and new peers and discover how their fashion choices have shaped and been shaped by their family, friends and careers. Together, we tell their style story. Today, I'm chatting to Carolyn Whitford, director and founder of fashion label Baz. Carolyn has been affectionately known as Baz since she was a young girl and has formed her fashion label as a namesake of sorts. In this episode, we find out why this nickname is deeply associated with her defining red mane of hair and how her hair and colouring have come to help define her career path in the fashion industry. I've styled Carolyn in a Lurex bomber jacket, track pants and kimono top from her own label, alias make kitten heels and vintage hairpins from a curated collection available at madelinepark.co. I hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy listening to Baz's story. So we're talking about style stories today and um, obviously I'm wanting to find out more about your style story. Yes. Uh, but first, can we talk about your name? I have been introduced to you as Baz. Your clothing label is Baz. Mm. Um, I may have heard in the three years that we've known each other, you use your real name like twice. <laughs> so yeah. what is your real name? Carolyn. And why, um, why are you known as Baz? It's uh, from such a long time ago and um, when I was at school as a teenager, my dear girlfriends had brothers and the nickname came about from Basil Brush, the cartoon character. Right. And because I had the long red hair. And um, it was Basil, everything you could imagine around those sort of those um, letters and then it got shortened to Baz as I became more mature. And and you and, held on to it? Well I have because it was really what everyone called me for so many years. Yeah. And then um, when I was starting the business I really wanted to use a name that had some deep affection for, that I had for it. Yeah. And that was fun and not too serious and not too specific female or male um and Baz just seemed to be the right name yeah I couldn't make one up that didn't fit with me and Baz just sort of sat right and so obviously Baz has a relationship to your hair and you know yes. I think any red-headed person I've ever known yes. has um really owned that as part of their identity do you feel that I used not well it's always been a big part of my identity because yeah. it's always been long and red and it's different yeah um, but yeah I own it more now that I'm older I yeah. think when you're younger and red hair it's tricky yeah especially in Australia um, but with age you know it's I, I do love it now yeah. yeah I'm happy to have it yeah and I'm yeah. happy to be a bit different now yeah it's beautiful oh thank you and I love that we've styled it today with exactly. beautiful vintage hair I love that it's beautiful <laughs> um so going back to like your childhood obviously when we are 
younger, especially in our teenage years, mm. we um, do tend to feel more self-conscious about mm. things that are different. Did you have that relationship with fashion when you were younger? Yes, yeah, very much. What? what uh... um, well, my mum um, was very... Um, Beautifully dressed and mm-hmm. very fashion forward. Yeah. And um, with that, of course, you know, you're seeing it every day. And I used to watch her get dressed before they'd go out on a big tour party or a dinner party with my, you know, with her, with her husband, with my dad. Um, I would sit in her ensuite on the, on the loo yeah. um, with the lid down and watch her do all her hair and her false eyelashes and the false nails and... She was really gorgeous and very groovy. Did she have red hair too? She did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she did have red hair. And um, she was very understated but also very glamorous. Yeah. And my grandmother was the same and my grandfather was also very beautifully dressed. Yeah. A very understated but beautifully dressed. And I suppose, you know, you when you're growing up with that, like you know with your mum, yeah. it's, it's sort of in, it's an injection that you can't, resist having it's just so a constant thing that you're seeing all the time so you you'd say your first relationship to fashion was really observing all of those people in your absolutely life. yeah definitely now we were talking the other day mm. and you were saying what did your you were saying something that your grandfather used to say oh about yes matter the clothes maketh the man yeah and you know that just sounds really shallow but actually has such a huge it does have an impact on people how they dress. Yeah. Um, not from a from a false or um, shallow point, but actually how you dress makes you feel different about how you present yourself or how other people see you, and gives you an inner, inner confidence. And I think women, um, you know, going through changes in their lives, through having babies or you know health, whatever the issues may have been, good or, or bad, there are changes that. Are, um, are made and they need to adapt to those changes and and with that gaining confidence through what they wear yeah 100% and present differently in different situations not just as a mum dropping the kids off but from on a corporate level or from a you know um, a fun fun night out with the girls you know there are so many different hats that we all have to wear yeah um and I think clothes do make you feel more confident if you're wearing the right look yeah for you so just going back, you. It sounds like your your family was was very glamorous. Well, I wouldn't say well gl- glamorous, but um, well, my mum was glam. What, what always lifestyle did dressed. she live? Like, what oh, she was, was a ha- she was a housewife. Yeah, you know, she was a stay at home mum. But she liked to go out for lunch, and she, you know, she lived. You know, she led that sort of housewife life, but it was a bit more. You know, fun. She went out how, with her girlfriends, and um, how would you describe her style? Um, it was understated elegance, I think. Yeah. You know, she was always beautifully put together. She just knew how to put together, put herself together. Yeah. Knew how to walk. Knew how to, and she was very understated in her personality. She wasn't loud or um, super confident. She was just a very, you know, low key person. So you're very much like your mom then. I think I well, yeah, I think I might be a bit like my mom. Oh, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things, I mean, we obviously met 
through sharing an office together. Yes, yeah, we which of, I loved. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was a really nice time. Yeah, it was a fabulous uh, time. Especially for me because I just had Benji mm. and I really needed to yeah. be in an environment where I wasn't just a mum, as you're saying, Absolutely. and I needed to get dressed up for work Yes, to feel that sense of confidence about mm. my own sense of self. That your change in your life, yeah. that big change of having two children and then relaunching your career and and getting back into mm, it mm. and then coming to a, into an office space where I had you and Lorraine mm. um both women older than me that mm. have had kids only slightly older than me but anyway <laughs> but mentors you know yeah. for me it was um a really important time to have uh nurturing people in my life like yes. yourself yeah um and Lorraine and uh I really appreciate that about you and just mm. in terms of the way you've described your mother's personality mm. I 100% see you know you as that type of person oh, you were thank you. so nurturing to me but you you have a real elegant way about you for me part of your personality in terms of the way that you look after other people and in the way that you don't expect much back from other people, that mm. it's just part of your lovely nature. Um, That's very nice. But I, I personally see that in the way that you wear clothes. For instance, we were talking when we were prepping for today's shoot, mm. you're wearing a Lurex tracksuit mm. and... <laughs> There, going back to the seventies. There is not m- many people I feel like can wear that and um, just make it look understated. Mm. Um, but this is your label. Mm. How do you feel about that comment? Um, well, I see this on other women <clears throat> when I'm showing them the range, yeah. showing my customers the range, and as soon as they put it on. There is something understated about it. It may be lyrics, but yeah. or you know, got a lot of shimmer through it. But because it's that track style, it automatically dresses it down. So yeah. um, it's that leisure look without it being too much like a track pant. And it's it's elevated. a slightly elevated, yeah. yeah. So you can elevate it by putting a pair of heels with it, or you can wear it with a pair of slides or some sneakers, and then that changes it again. Yeah. Um, so I see it on a lot of women and because of that I can see that it's wearable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not And so you've got some pretty high profile clients. So Mia Freeman, Jackie Franks. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that that's the thing that they're attracted to by the brand because you know they're exposed to a lot of different clothing labels. Yeah. Um what do you see women like that coming uh, to you for? Oh, I, I, I'm not sure exactly whether um, I think it may be um, the fact that it's th- that things are a little bit different than what's already on the shelf yeah. in other stores, yeah. um, and that nothing is mass produced. So it all it, it is all quite small and individual, mm-hmm. meaning that when you go to a, a party, probably you may be the only person wearing it, that look. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably where Jackie and Mia come and into And do you it. have a personal relationship with those ladies? 
personal relationship as in? As in, I mean, I obviously know that they've come to you as customers rather mm. than people that you've already known necessarily. You, I've, I've known both of them just through the business. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And both are amazing supporters of women in business. Yeah. Incredible supporters. Yeah. But also incredible supporters of Australian business women. Yeah. Um, so that's also probably why they like to come and see the brand. I guess my point is I've seen you in your shop with your customers mm. and I think you are one of the most impeccable salespeople I have ever met <laughs> when it comes to clothing. <laughs> you can upsell like nobody else's business. Oh, really? Do you think? But I, I think that it's largely because of the care that you take of your customer. Mm. And I guess that was my, my question is, do you, in terms of a personal relationship, are you the one styling them when they come to buy their, clo- their clothes from you or? A bit of every, a bit of both. Yeah. Both are very strong. In, if you're talking about Mia and Jackie, both have very individual styles and yeah. both very, um, you know, own self style. So they don't need probably a lot of help. Yeah. They know what they like to wear. Do you find other customers do though? Oh, I absolutely help other customers put looks together because yeah. a lot of women come in, particularly for that personal um, attention that they can't get somewhere else. But also if they're trying to get a look that's a bit different, then they might need to be introduced to some new looks that once they wouldn't have ever looked at before. Yeah. But it's one that when they get it on and they suddenly feel different yeah. and in a good way, Yeah. then th- that's a fabulous thing. You know, I think you're good at dismantling what women think they should be wearing in yes. terms of shapes yeah. and like textures or fabrics. Yes. Yeah, I've seen you do that. Yeah, to me yeah. <laughs> and to to your customers. Yeah. I think you're you're really good at that. Um, one of the things I don't actually know so much about is your business in Mm. terms of how long it's been around and like you know obviously we've met Mm. and you know already had had a relationship and you had the business and we immediately started working together but um what's the the history like why did you start the business how long have you had it um i started the business around seven years ago yeah um and it was purely a reinvention of myself really Mm -hmm. I'd always loved fashion wanted to do fashion when I was in my 20s and never did it yeah um but always had a a great relationship with clothing and always loved fashion and and you know different looks and um from from really low end to quite high end yeah and I love mixing those pieces up and um it was just an opportunity that came about. I just thought I really want to start designing and I really want them to be Australian made. And so I started. How, I did, just, you, how did you start? I started with it? swimsuits. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And um, because I had Chloe, my daughter, um, mm. and she obviously... How old was Chloe at the time? Well, she... I, oh, no, she's 18 now, so she was about 10. Okay. She was actually probably a little bit younger than 10 when I was thinking about doing the swimsuits. The reason being is that I have, as you know, I have such fair skin mm. and as soon as you have children you have to be at the beach and you have to be at the public yeah. pools and outside, outside a lot. lot. Yeah. And I haven't been in the sun really for years because yeah. of, you know, sun damage. And um, So I decided to do a swimsuit that I could wear 
and a rashi and a rashi for Chloe yeah. that was fashionable. And yeah. at the time, there was really nothing yeah. around yeah, yeah. that had fabulous print or um, that was figure flattering, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, there were so many women that had to stand by the pool feeling really uncomfortable. And I just thought, why should we? Yeah. We need to wear flattering swimsuits so we feel confident, you know, by the pool, by the pool or by the beach. So I, I did this rashi... Um, and a swimsuit and rashi for kids, for That's, girls. You know what's funny about that is that you obviously know Sarah Curtis yes. through me. Yes. And I've yes. always thought that your brands work so well together mm, in mm. terms of her hats and, mm. and your resort wear. Mm, yes. Um, and her impetus to start her brand was very similar in that she had a skin cancer yes, and yeah. needed something to cover her up and, yes. and you know, yeah. hats were born. Her um, beautiful style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you started off with swimmer but then you've moved into... Well, as soon as I did the swimwear, everyone, when they were buying the swimsuit, said, oh, I need a dress now to wear to go like, to a resort or to a holiday. Mm. I need yeah. a dress to throw over the swimsuit. Yeah. And um, I made this one dress which was called the Baz Tan. Yeah. And it's the dress that you can wear you know, 20 different ways. Right. Off yeah. the shoulder, on the shoulder, tied up as a top, thrown over a swimsuit, put a pair of heels and a pair of earrings and at night you can wear it as a cocktail dress. Yeah. So it was that one that one fit everybody. Yeah. Um, and fit every style and sort of situation that you might be in. And then from that one dress, it then started to become a range. Yeah. And so where does it stand now? Like what, what, what's your plans for the business? My plans yeah. for the business? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I just, I really want to continue. I, I suppose I just want to get into a bit more textures and colour and, and I'm getting more into colour as the years go on. Yeah, because I even adore. in the last few years, like yes. when I've met mm. you, it was, um, you know, very neutral, lots mm. of blacks and whites. Mm. A lot of black um, and white. And now I come into your store and there's lilac mm. and pink and turquoise. I know, and I, know. <laughs> I, know I love it. Yeah. It's when I look at, and when I choose, when I look at fabrics and I'm choosing fabrics, really difficult to edit down because I adore so many. Yeah. And I want, and there are so many different women who want different things. That's what I want to give them. It's yeah. not to all look the same. Yeah. So when they come into the shop, there's something there that most people could possibly wear. Yeah. Um, so that's where that comes from too. And I love every colour. I love print. I love different textures. I love velvet. I love sequins. So it's that's why I have so many because I find it really hard to edit back. Yeah. And I want to have it all there. I want it to be like a Christmas bauble shop in a lot of ways. Yeah. A toned down. Yeah. version of that <laughs> <laughs> but again you do it in such a way that um it keeps it very wearable very it has to be wearable yeah it and has to be wearable and it has to be wearable on a daily basis and that's why something like this tracksuit it is wearable from day literally from morning to night yeah just by how you accessorize it or how the top you put with it or the shoes you put with it um you know, sloppy joe and sneakers and it's completely dressed down. Yeah. A beautiful silk shirt like you're wearing and a gorgeous heel. And like you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. like I'm wearing. <laughs> um, you know, elevates it to a different look and a different feel. Yeah. It has to be wearable. I don't want... It's really important to have uh, 
more less pieces that are um, more wearable. So not just have one special piece in your wardrobe that only comes out every now and then. Yeah. It's better to wear it all. Yeah. And you, is that testament to, like, your lifestyle now? Is yep. that Absolutely. That's how you... Yeah. And less fuss. People don't have the time yep. now. Uh, less and less time to put things together. Yeah. And they don't want the stress of having to work out what they're going to be wearing. Yeah. If they have really good pieces that mix and match day to night, holiday, corporate, whatever your lifestyle is, mm. they can all be incorporated into that lifestyle yeah. just by changing your accessories 100%. or um, your hairstyle. Or so you, you started this brand as a means of creating something that you needed mm. as a mum mm. to a younger child. Mm. Your daughter's now 18. Mm. She's finished school. She's at university. Mm. Um, what, how do you, you see, as she starts to get older and, like, you know, build her own family, how do you see, A, your style changing and, B, her style changing more towards yours? Do you see there's a relationship there or...? Yeah, I think... Um her style is changing a little bit just through the fact that she's not in a school uniform every day. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and she's trying on a few of my clothes, pants out of my cupboard. Yeah. Um, and saying that she'll probably wear them. And a few jumpers. And so her style is changing because of her lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that will just more develop more and more as her, you know, with maturity she'll probably... I mean, she has a very strong sense of style herself. Yeah. It's different to mine. In what ways? Um, it's just it's just different. Um, she wears completely different colours to me. Right. Um, she likes a different print than I she's, like. She's not as fair as you, is she? No, she's dark. Yeah. 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 So she can wear more colour, yeah. different colours, and she wears it differently to me. Um, but she has, a, and has, as we were talking before, a really strong sense of her own style from an extremely young age and that nearly drove me crazy because I wanted to dress her a certain way and she refused. And obviously we've talked about us both having our Chloe's Mm. and and that they've they've got strong wills. Very Um. strong wills, which is fabulous. (laughs) Yeah. As a young, strong, independent woman. But I don't even know with my... As, um, it, like you're saying, when she, from a young, very young age, she's had a very distinct opinion about mm. what she's going to wear. Mm. Um, but we do have preconceived images of what we, they That's should right. be wearing exactly. or how they should be dressing. That's right. And it's that hard thing to, to let go so that they can kind of pursue their own creative mm. uh, mindset around yeah. it. Um, but still being... Uh, maternal and and wanting to um have control over them. absolutely i couldn't believe that i had a child that wouldn't let me dress her yeah i couldn't it was such a shock <laughs> why wouldn't you let me put that dress on you or those shoes on you she had so, well she lived in a dalmatian suit for about two years oh wow that's just awesome. really attractive yeah but you know i look back now and i look at it I think it's so nice that she was able to do that and felt confident in the Dalmatian suit. <laughs> Maybe she, that can be some inspiration. That's right. Black um, and white spot. Yeah. <laughs> a onesie. What about now? Does she 
does she resist your opinion on what she wears now? She knows exactly what she likes. Right. Yeah. Does she ask you for your opinion though? Not very often. No. No. Because she has such a strong sense of yeah. her own self. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, when I think about your Chloe. Yeah. Growing up into like being like my Chloe, it's a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tough when they're young because you want to, you want them to be exactly how you want them to be. Yeah. But you you have to re- you know, actually really love the fact that they're independent and strong. Just like their mothers. That's right, just like their mothers. <laughs> strong, dig their heels in quietly. <laughs> All right, Baz, well, um, thank you for your okay. style story. Thank you, Mads. I've loved every minute of it. It's been time with you. From a young age, Carolyn was dubbed with the nickname Basil or Baz as a reference to Basil Brush, the popular fox puppet known for prizing his infamous brush, aka his foxtail. Like her furry friend, Baz's most significant physical possessions are her crimson curls. From admiringly watching her mother brush her own red hair for a night out with her father, to more recently creating an eponymous fashion label, this nickname has been a central force in defining Baz's style. Baz is not hot-headed though, instead she is understated, gentle and timeless. And like Basil Brush, comes with a touch of well-cultivated class. And this is what defines her. It defines her as a friend, as a mother, it defines her fashion label, and it defines her personal style. She's the only redhead I know that can pull off a Lurex tracksuit and make it expensive. <laughs>